Praise God. What I want to speak about today is, is, is a simple message that I believe the Lord has for somebody, which is about one thing is important. One thing is important. There are many things that could be done, but one thing is important. And you need to find that important thing. You need to find that thing which is key. In everything that you do in life, there could be many things that you could do, but find that one thing that is key for you. Find that one thing that is purpose. Find that one thing that is life-giving. Find that one thing that moves you forward. Amen. Amen. I started preaching on this passage many, many years ago in 1998. In 1997, I got introduced to evangelism in a very radical way, where you just stand where you stand and you preach, where you go into the canteen with your colleagues and, and after they're all enjoying, while they're all enjoying their plate of food, you just stand and you preach the gospel like no man's business. And then we moved out of the canteens into the streets and we went into the buses and into the trains and, and we, we got on the train before the train departed and you went from, from carriage to carriage just preaching the gospel until it was time for the train to depart. Then you jumped out because you didn't want to be caught inside. But if you did get caught inside, those people were in trouble because then you paid your ticket and went with them wherever they were going and came back with the next train. Just preaching. And, and, and this passage of scripture was always a passage of scripture that was very easy for me to preach. I was young and, 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 I, and, I, and I found it very easy to preach because it just hit the mark of what I felt needed to be said to many of those people as I saw them doing whatever they were doing at that moment. Either they were busy trying to get onto the train and trying to settle down, buy some food before the train departs, or, or they were busy trying to, to get to wherever they would get to on the bus and you could hear their stories before you start to preach. So it was always very easy to look at them and, and make them stop for a while and pay attention and speak to them and say, one thing is important. And, and, and I heard this. So loud in my spirit. I wanted to preach something else this morning, following up from my Joshua, my, my, my Joshua Jericho story of last week. But I, but I believe I need to just say to somebody, one thing is important. One thing. Not two, just one. One thing is important. There can be many things that we could do in life. There could be many assignments that we could get. There could be many challenges that will come our way. But in all these, one thing is important. Amen. Amen. And, and so this morning I was thinking that the, the, the easiest thing about preaching on buses and trains is that I do not know who I'm talking to. So I can say whatever I want because I meet them there and I go. But the thing about preaching in church, you want to be careful Lest you offend the brother who has told you their story. And they start thinking, now pastor, did I tell you my story so that you could preach about me? <laughs> you know, that's the difference about preaching in church. 
Everybody knows. And when you are the pastor, you've got so many stories that you've heard. So many issues. So it's a, how do you find the balance not to offend somebody who thinks you are talking about them from the pulpit? Many times we don't talk about you. I never talk about you unless I, 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 I really need to. But then, the thing is, because we have, we have spent time praying, asking God for a message, it sometimes appears like I'm talking about your story. And so I was just thinking to myself this morning to say, God, if I would have preached this like I'm in the bus, it would be gangster style. Some of you will not like it here. So I wanted to ask, well, how, how do you want me to preach it? <laughs> Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. I will just preach it, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not here to tickle your ears. In the last days, there shall be men who will tickle your ears. And those men will make a lot of profit out of you. Because every time you have a pastor who tickles your ears, he will ask you for an offer. Pastors who don't tickle your ears don't care about your offer. They care about where you will end up. Because one thing is important. Amen. Amen. And that one thing is... Are we there? Luke chapter 10. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, put your name there. Say your name twice. Some of you are afraid to say your name. Put your own name and say, Now Gilbert is saying it very slowly. <laughs> Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. One thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that part which shall not be taken away from her. You want to choose for something that will not be taken away from you. You can choose many things and you can lose all those things. But you can also choose one thing that will not be taken away from you. You can be like Mary, who chooses that one thing that Jesus says it will not be taken away from her. And, and, and in the midst of all the things who are praying as workers for the church to say, God, we've had enough of the bad news. We need to get, we need the church to be protected. Let the blood of Jesus speak for the church and for the people. In the midst of all those things, you can end up cumbered by many things. Worried, careful, troubled, burdened by so many things. But I want to speak to somebody and say, one thing you must find. 
because it is needful. Amen. Amen. Is one thing that is important. Ending that belangrike is. Amen. Amen. And that mujaifit, that finger. The belangrike ding. The belangrike plat. plat. Dichter by God. Dichter by Jesus. That's where you need to be. Amen. Amen. so quiet. You're surprised at my level of, I told you I could speak in tongues. <laughs> I'm going to preach this one day. I'm going to preach this one day on a train. All I need is a permit of 95 euro. <laughs> Ernest, we should get those permits. You tricked. And him. Yes. Hallelujah. Bonneville. Bonneville. Aid. Preaching on the track. Martha is, is somebody who is typical of many of us. She has received Jesus. It's not the issue. So this is why you are here in church. Because you've received that Jesus is somebody that is worth to, to follow or to, to go after. And so Martha has said, Jesus, come into my house. Come into my life. And so Jesus has come into Martha's house. And Jesus, he moves around a lot. He moves from city to city, village to village. But on this particular day, he has come into Martha's house. He's there with Martha. But while he is in Martha's house, Martha is busy. She is busy. The last time we asked you to come for a program, what did you say? <laughs> I'm busy. Jesus is there in the house. He's so close, sitting there, speaking words of life. And she is busy. When we said, wake up and pray, you said, no, I can't wake up and pray because I've been busy. Come and do this. No, pastor, I cannot because I will be Doing stuff. There's always stuff to do. If you had been at home right now, you could have found something else to do. If we said, let's close church, you will not be, you will find something else to do. Because life is just busy. I look at my wife sometimes and I say, come on, honey, just sit down. <laughs> She's from cooking to cleaning to feeding to cleaning to cooking to, to the work. And, and I'm like, come on, honey, just, just come and sit down by me. And she says, I've got to finish this. 
And by the time she sits down, she says, oh, now I'm so... <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes I, I, I'm just watching. And one day I said to her, sweetheart, the house, I cleaned the house already. It's clean. <laughs> she, just, she just laughed at me. She just laughed at me. I, I know you can, I will identify. <laughs> But you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? There is always something to do. And, and so, Martha has the greatest man who ever walked on earth in her house. But she's in the kitchen. And from the kitchen, she's going to clean the toilet. From the toilet she's gone, I, maybe somebody also went into the brush, she may probably follow just to make sure. By the time Jesus goes there, it's, it's still looking good. She was cooking. And, and, and she's from, from, the, from there to check what's happening in the lounge and she sees them stalking. She probably comes into the lounge and fixes the, the cushions and then goes back into the kitchen just in time to flip the pan. She's busy serving alone. Why do I know that she's serving alone? Because she comes to Jesus and says, Do you not care that I'm doing all these things alone? Have you ever felt alone? Because I'm the only one. Nobody's here to help me. Yet there are 15 people studying statistics, but you say, I'm alone. You have so many people in church like this. But you say, I'm lonely. Oh. Nobody cares about... Out of these hundred people, nobody will care about you. How many, how many identify with what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I, I was just alone in my... You have all the telephone numbers. You didn't even care to call one of them. At least Martha was better. She went and prayed and protested. <laughs> I'm alone. But I want to challenge this aspect of being alone as well. Because though she felt alone, she didn't need to. She could have chosen to be at a place where she was not. Ah, uh, you're not with me. The people here are never with me. I, I, I don't know why. The people here are always with me. Yeah, with me. <laughs> and, and, and so, she, she has received Jesus. She's serving. Be careful also about serving. I started off in church, formal church. See, I got born again at high school and got very active in high school, active in university. And then when I left university, I joined the church. You understand what I'm saying? Because university, you have got brothers who are on fire. We, we called our sisters brothers because they, they behaved like some of the hardcore brothers. They were not bothered by the makeup and the things, so we just called them brothers. <laughs> it was when I left university and came to church where I realized that, oh, sisters put makeup. 
Sisters wear nice dresses. These ones, they said, we are going to preach the gospel. They took whatever they were, what was convenient to walk long distance. I tell you, my wife once walked long distances. And they wore these long dresses like this so that they would not offend the grandmothers in some of the villages. <laughs> and and, and they, she even had wrappers huh? that was kept ready for the moment of preaching. You wrap it around, you stand at attention and preach the gospel. So we just call them brothers. <laughs> and then I came into church and my pastor said, be an usher. And as an usher, we came dressed very well, stood at the door, and you know, I suddenly realized one day that from beginning of the service to the end, I was at church, but I had not heard the message. The following week, I realized again, I've been to church, but what was the pastor preached? And then I said, something must change. Yes. The message I'm preaching on the streets, I've been preaching for years on the streets. I need to begin to apply it now. That when I come to church, I'm ushering. But I must make sure that I find that which is. You hear what I'm saying to people? Yes. We must find that one thing that is important. Many things can be done. It is good to serve the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I can tell you, because of that ushering, one day, one of the, one of the, the, the elders, the, the, the lady elder was there, and she said, young man, we've got a very important guest coming to church. And we have chosen you to be his armor bearer. Armor bearer means you will carry his bag, you will show him where to sit. When he needs to take off his jacket, you are there to help him put it somewhere. And then you will be that. And it was special if you were an usher and you were moved from the door to come and sit at the front seat, ready to serve the man. When he says, I need some water, you made sure the bottle was open. You, the anointing would just fall on you. <laughs> When other people were being slain by the anointing, you were spared because you needed to be there to help them. Do you understand what I'm saying, people? It was special. And often, you got the last blessing at the end of the day. So when a big man, this big man, and they said, we want you there at the front. I said, oh my God, it's good to serve the Lord. The day I left, one of those mothers cried, literally. So I know it's good to serve the Lord. But as you serve God, don't become too busy for the one we must serve. Don't become too busy for the one we must honor. Don't become too busy for the one who we are here to serve. Amen. Amen. Jesus says to, to her, to Martha, Martha, Martha. He had to repeat her name. Why was he repeating her name? Because he wanted her to pay attention. He wanted her to stop. Stop and listen to yourself. You don't have a lot of time, like the ushers are telling me, I don't have a lot of time, I don't know why. But, but you don't have a lot of time. Martha, I am here with you. You should be sitting where your sister is sitting. Yes. 
and paying attention to the word that I have to tell you. Because my word is life. Because I am the bread of life. He, whoever eats me will never be hungry again. I am the living water. If you drink me, you will never thirst again. I am the light of the world. I remove darkness from your life. So Martha, while you are busy trying to cook food for me there, I am the food you need. Am I speaking to someone? Jesus is saying, I am the food that you must be eating. I am the water that you must be drinking. I am the living water, the bread of life. You must be focused on taking from me, on receiving from me, rather than trying to serve me. You, you must be focused on me because there are so many things that can easily take you away while you are there. When the pot starts to boil, you have missed something. That was what was happening. She needed to pay attention to the pots. And I need to speak to somebody and say, watch out for the destruction. There are many things that will distract you from serving God, from walking after God. Have you ever seen that the moment people knock on your door is usually the moment you want to read the word of God? I started to appreciate one Dutchman who told me, it's my time to read the newspaper and you have come at the wrong time. I started to appreciate that because what he was saying is, I don't want your distraction. Your fellowship is good, but after I fellowshiped with you, I've missed my slot for my newspaper. And my slot for socialization is later. Can you come back at the slot for? Many of us say he's being asocial. He's not being kind. Is newspaper more important than me? <laughs> the man has found what is belang <laughs> Am I speaking to someone today? Yeah. You need to find what is belang Tell your neighbor belang like a dinger. Belang like Things that are important are important. Don't substitute the important for nice to have. Eating a nice meal is a nice to have. Jesus says, I'm not bothered by the meal. I cannot tell Mary to leave this place because what she is receiving in this place is more important than what you are cooking. I, I am not bothered by your house, how clean it is. I am more important by what gets into your heart because I know if I have the right stuff in your heart, your life will change. Yes. If you have the right things in your heart, your life will change. If you can get the right word in your spirit, your life will change. If you can get the right word that changes your mind, that makes you realize that you are important to God, your life will change. You will not treat yourself the way you treat yourself. You will not deal with life the way you deal with life. You will not be down anymore because you know that when I'm cast down, Jesus raises me up. But it takes a moment to step back out of the distractions and focus upon God. Focus upon the word of God. Focus upon prayer. Focus upon seeking God. 
dig into his word, read his word. And the Bible says Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. When was the last time you sat at the feet of Jesus? When was the last time you sat and just waited upon God? I know we've come out of prayer and fasting. The problem with long periods of fasting is that it becomes usual. Business as usual. We know that well you wake up no eating. The first week you are praying. You are seeking God. Why? Because your stomach is rumbling. In the second week, your stomach no longer rumbles. It has become used to not eating breakfast and lunch. And so it has become sort of normal. By the time we got to the seventh week, probably some of you were not praying anymore. You were just waiting for the final day of the fast. <laughs> That, that is, that is the, the problem. But, but you need to find that place where you sit at the feet of Jesus and just say, Jesus, I'm here. I'm paying attention. Speak to me, O oh God. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Eli was teaching Samuel to hear the word of God. And he says, go when you calls you, when he calls you, you must say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You need to come to that place where you will sit at the feet of Jesus and allow him to speak into your life. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, how are you going to do it now when you do It's just being there in, in your room, in your corner, in wherever you are and allowing your spirit man to connect with heaven. Lord, I'm here. Speak into my life. Speak into my life. Amen. Give me a word. Lord, speak. I'm not going to do the cooking right now. I will stop the cooking and do it later. Right now, Lord, what I need is your word to be spoken into my life. Hallelujah. What I need right now, God, is for you to drop something that will be life-giving in my spirit. That's what sitting at the feet of Jesus is. And, and, the, and Jesus says, the Bible says that Mary was listening to what God or what Jesus had to say and heard his word. Verse, 30, verse 39. She was sitting there hearing the word of God. And Jesus says, this aspect of her hearing my word, it cannot be taken away from her. The word of God, once it is in you, it cannot, oh, I need somebody who's spiritually alert. Once the word of God has been given to you, it cannot be taken away from you. Once you know the promise of God in your life, it cannot be taken away from you. Amen. Jesus says, I will watch over my word to perform it. He watches over his word to make sure that it comes to pass. Can you choose the word of God? Can you choose Jesus who speaks a word that is is life-giving that will never pass away can you choose to be in a place where jesus will give you that word where he says my word will never return to me without accomplishing the purpose for which i sent it his word will accomplish a purpose that's why he says the part which she has chosen the part which she has chosen cannot be taken away from her the path, the path, the place. I told you earlier on in, in another sermon that there is a place by him. 
And that place by Him, you must sit and, and take from Him. Draw from Him. Watch out for the toil and the labor in your life that is not taking away your opportunity to hear God's Word. Watch out for busy. Watch out for loneliness and alone. That is not taking away your opportunity to hear from the Lord. Watch out also for this. She complains and says, Master, do you not care that I do these things alone? How many times do you complain? Are you a complainer? God, how come you are blessing her and not me? How come it's moving for there and not me? Watch out that you don't end up complaining because you have not chosen to be in the place of His blessing. Amen. Choose to be in the place of His blessing where He will pour out into you that which you move you forward. Choose to be in the place where God will take care of the issues of your life. It was this Mary that eventually anointed Jesus Christ. And she anointed him such that everywhere that the gospel is preached, this Mary is remembered. She had chosen a place. You also can make that choice. You can make that choice because there is one thing that is important. You can make a decision. I also have just three, three words or three examples that I need to tell somebody. And, and it's about making a decision and following up on it. First one is the woman who had the issue of blood. She is just identified as the woman who had the issue of blood. And in Mark chapter 5, she says, If only I can touch the hem of his garment. She decided. She was saved by her faith because she decided to be at the place of Jesus. And take note of this. There were many other people that had the press around Jesus. But it was her that Jesus stopped and turned and said, Somebody has touched me. Nearly put your hand on Gilbert. And, and yet, and yet, there were so many other people. Put your hand on Gilbert. There were so many other people. But it was just this one hand that made Gilbert some, say somebody has touched him. All these other hands had not touched Jesus. It was a question of choice and faith. Make a choice. And move upon it by faith. The second woman was the Syrophoenician woman. This Syrophoenician woman was there under the table. She could not sit at the table because she was a Gentile. She was not supposed to be there. And while Jesus was eating and, and, and the disciples were there with him eating. The disciples said, this woman is disturbing us. Send her away. And Jesus turns to her and says, woman, uh, you can't be here. I cannot give the bread of the children to the dogs. And the woman says, but the dogs at the table still receive the crumbs. 
I have chosen to be where you are, Jesus, because I know that a crumb from you makes a difference. God said I need to tell somebody that the crumb of the foot of Jesus make a difference. But it needs somebody who who will come and be there. It needs somebody who will come and be there. And the last one, and the last one, and then I close, is blind Bartimaeus. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52, blind Bartimaeus, he's sitting there. Many people had heard that Jesus was coming. But blind Bartimaeus makes a choice. To say, Jesus, I want to experience what it is to see. He makes a choice. And on the basis of that choice, he receives his eyesight. Jesus has to stop and say, what is it, Bartimaeus, that you want? All Bartimaeus was doing was, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And that caught the attention because he was there. Mary caught the attention of Jesus because she was there. Many things we can do, but one thing is important. That's catching the attention of Jesus. I want you to rise with me right now. Jesus is the choice. That you must make. You must make a choice to sit at his feet. To hear his word. You must make a choice to set your priorities right. He is the priority. And and, and don't miss the opportunity to get the word for your life. Because great is the sum of them. But it will take somebody who will... Sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him. I want you just to begin to pray and say, Lord Jesus, help me to find you as my priority. Help me to make you my priority. Help me to make you my my key thing. To seek your face. To desire to be at your feet. To desire to hear your word. Let me be like Mary. I want to be like Mary, who chose to be at your feet, Lord. I don't want to be like Martha, who was so busy and was missing the whole point of you being in the house. Oh, somebody misses the point of being in the house where Jesus is. I want you to pray and say, Lord, I don't want to be like Martha. I want to be like Mary, who, who knew where to sit. Who knew where to be? Who knew where to find my, my hope, my peace? Jesus is your hope, your peace. Jesus is your hope and your peace. Jesus is your hope and your peace. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I thank you. I pray, oh God, for your children, oh Lord, my Father, this morning, that Jehovah God, they, they will find you, oh God. They will find a place where you are, Lord Jesus. They will find, oh God, where your feet are and sit there. And Lord Jehovah, they will hear your word. And I thank you that God, your word 
will never pass away. Great are the things that you have in your word concerning each and every one of these beloveds. I pray that God, that word they will hear when they sit at your feet. That word, oh God, that speaks life and gives hope and gives peace, oh God. That word they will receive at your feet, oh God. Father, I pray, oh God, that Jesus, they will have the power to break away from the things that destruct them. Paul says, one thing I do, I focus upon this one thing, my salvation under Christ. I give my whole attention to God. I pray that God, they will give their whole attention to you, oh God. Give them, oh God, the grace to focus on you. Give them the grace to seek your face, oh God, and not to go astray. My Lord, my God, I pray that Jesus, you will be the help of everyone, oh Lord, who feels lonely and alone. That Jesus, they will find a friend in you because you are a friend indeed. I pray that God, they will come and as they listen to you, Lord, their lives will begin to rise. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen.